Hello, this is Megan, and I am so glad that you are here. This is the Behavior Project Podcast. Well, um, it's been a few weeks. It has been a few weeks, and sometimes um, we got to come back to what we were doing. I had to take a pause. Um, life just forced us to have a pause, and it was, you know, it was good, but I, I kind of want to speak to it because I've been asked to speak about it, partly you know, this is an open forum and people listen all over the world, which I'm, I'm shocked about. I see the numbers. I see the places. I see the locations. I see the stats. And it's, to me, it's, it's, I, um, kind of like a kid in a candy store in a little bit. There's people that listen that I thought this wouldn't go nowhere. I think I've said it and it still boggles my mind. There are so many great speakers out and podcasting is kind of like a thing now that there's so many people doing it, so many voices out there, so many celebrities doing it, and yet you took time to listen. So I really, really appreciate whether you're new or whether um, you're seasoned in listening. So I appreciate it. But yeah, yeah, so life happened. And and isn't that how it goes? You plan for the best. You have, you have plans where they're detailed, long-term goals, your short-term goals. You've got things that you're on the horizon that you're looking forward to. And um, you don't typically plan events that are destructive. So in some places, in some groups, it's called the wilderness, you know, and it's kind of, to me, it's kind of a, a, a fairy tale like description of a really rough season. Like this, I think of like the Hansel and Gretel. They went in innocent. They had no idea that things were about to turn around. And and they had a witch in the, you know, if you know the story, you know, especially the German version, if you know the story of Hansel and Gretel, it was not real sweet with lollipops and gumdrops. But it they found this witch, right? In the middle middle of the the woods. And because they were trying to get away from their wicked stepmom and, and there was a trail of crumbs, you kind of know the story. And I think that I'm remembering it right, but maybe I'm meshing a couple, you know, between Aesop Fables and Disney. I don't know, but here's the deal. The wilderness is not something typically we plan for. You know, we plan vacations, we plan trips. Heck, we, you know, if you're working, you plan a PTO and you look forward to that time off. You might even plan for a day off just to go to the salon or do something you really enjoy, but you don't plan a difficult season. You don't plan to go in the wilderness. So um, just like everyone else, we went through the wilderness and without saying a whole lot of the details and I want to be protective of that for my family. I want you to know something Um, for us. This, this was a different one because it affected everything, but our health. It, and I know it could have been definitely so, so much worse. It, it could have. It could have. But I, I found that early on, you know, you go through stages. And I've heard that a lot of times grief or uh, these seasons, like the dark season, the wilderness season, whatever you want to name it, it's yours. It relate. It kind of has comparisons in the stages of grief, much like death. 
And so upon hearing this news that we had, it was very, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Well, for me, what I do is like, I'm, I very much am someone, and I'm sure if if we took the time, we can name these these stages and these characters in, in, in this. But I become this individual saying, you know what, troops, let's get together. You know, let's make this work. It's going to work out for good. And I tend to plan out and execute some really positive things for our family. So we might have prayer time. We make sure that we are intentional. I might get up early and pray and, and just get into the word. I'm reading a lot. And one thing is I really make sure that we're talking and sharing with people that are positive and proactive because I really don't want to have individuals come in, love them or not, that are going to be negative or do, you know, do that question of, you know, I really wouldn't have done that this whole time. So I, we were really intentional, but what happened really quickly is I became really lax and it became really quickly worry came in and worries worry's awful <laughs> because worry is subtle, right? Worry comes in like a whisper and worry says things like, oh my gosh, what if, oh my gosh, what if this thing doesn't work out? Because, oh my gosh, you need this answer, right? Oh you gosh, you need it by the end of the week, the end of the month. Oh my gosh. Well, the housing market's really bad, uh, especially where you live. There's no housing. And then, oh my gosh, on top of that, if you don't get a house in this area, your child your child's going to need therapy. No lie. It sounds funny. Everyone needs therapy, but really that kid, he's struggling. He's being destructive. Oh my gosh. What are you going to do? Oh, oh my gosh. Well now out here, not a lot of jobs, not a lot of, um, areas for people to work, you know? So, you know, you kind of begin to entertain. I found that I did. So I know this is called the behavior project. And if you're new, you're probably wondering, um, where are the antecedent strategies? <clears throat> what behavior are we talking about? Well, one thing that I've tried to share is that the thing that sh- is common for each one, every person, doesn't matter if you're male or female, it doesn't matter if you're older or younger, is that we all share something in common. Is that it's, it's this idea of behavior and interacting and having to make choices, and that's all part of behavior. As a professional behaviorist, Behavior is simply everything we do. Yep, that's it. That's what it is. There's actually a thing called the dead man's test. So if you're a behaviorist, you know this, right? What is a thing that a, be- that a dead man can't do? Well, well, I don't know. But a dead man cannot blink. A dead man cannot think. So therefore, those two things, blinking and thinking, those are behaviors. So what makes it all unique to us and makes us all share this commonality is it's behavior, which is life, right? Life happens. Things happen, whether we want to or whether we don't. I I'm telling you, I, it's something we've all had. And if we haven't had, get ready, your season will come. It's not because it's evil. It's not because it's bad, but going through the wilderness or a tough season does a couple things, but let me go back. Let me go back. Because when I went through, I'm, we're still going through this, but it is, you know, you, I, for me, I accept it. I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to do it. It's going to be fine. It's, you know, it's very much like the guy jumping into the gym with overzealous, over positive, but didn't really realize what's going on. Now, some of that is good. And for some of that is for me, it's my coping. I want to surround the troops right in the beginning 
so that we're not all falling off the cliff in the beginning, but kind of preparing, making a plan. Then after a bit, I begin to worry. I found, I began to take it upon myself. I was in pan- I was panicking, waking up at one, two thirty in the morning, panicked about what ifs scenarios going through my mind. So I had very quickly, I became very, very intentional about who I spoke to and, and what I said, I was, I made sure that I was positive, but I was forthright that I said, I'm struggling here, but I want to entertain hours of complaining and whining and fussing, particularly to entertain what already took place. Talk about the unfairness of it, the, the lack of justification, the lack of, um, fairness in the situation. I wouldn't spend time there because in the end that wasn't going to solve anything. Not at all. So here we are. I, we're still not over this, but what we did is we began to make a plan and, and we began to understand, okay, here's what we got to do every day. We found that we were making plans to, to, because being stationary is often the worst thing to do when you're going through a wilderness, being stationary, sitting there, staring off because your mind begins to entertain. And then you know how it is. It's for me, it reminds me of that old game telephone. You start out with this one thought and then you begin to think about the, Oh gosh, the what if, and then what if this happens? And then what if this happens? And what if this doesn't happen? And then as you sit there, you realize you haven't, you, you don't realize how long you've sat there. I've, I've done it not necessarily in this season, but I've done it so many times where you realize it's such a time waster and nothing productive came from it. But we naturally will do that if we don't realize what we're doing. If we don't realize, A, we need help. We need someone very, very proactive and positive to be a part of that, to kind of rein us in, get us under control. I found that too, I need someone with my same value system. So I I honed in on about three people that were very strong in their faith. They were prayer warriors, but they weren't going to allow me to sit and complain. And so because of that, I created a pattern of, I'm not going to do that. And so people that did come in and say, oh my gosh, very unfair. And it truly was. The, The circumstance was very unfair. I had to shut those conversations off because quickly I went to that place of becoming very complacent, whining, and then I would take that away from the conversation. I would find myself going down the road after I left their house, hanging out with a friend, and it started out positive, but I would find that because they were complaining, I immediately became became complaint. Um, complacent in my heart and I would even drive down the road and then I'd entertain the thought and then then I'd find I'm at home with my family and I entertain the very complaints over and over again and it becomes worry so we became intentional we had moments where we it was difficult and we'd have to call that out we'd have to as a family sit together and be very honest with our kids now they're older they're not younger and and for here I put the disclaimer if if you feel like your kids can't handle it and not because they can't, but because maybe it, it, it triggers worry. It triggers anxiety, maybe pull back to what they can handle. But I would really encourage you, you and your spouse to really analyze what they can handle fairly, because this is a circumstance happening to them. Speak to them, find out what, 
and how they are affected, how you can help them. Because in the end, it, it is fully taking place to them. It's kind of like it's secondary to them. They're getting, they're not sure of all the details, but it is, it's happening to them as well. Share with them, talk to them. We became active. We, we got out of our house a little bit more, got off where we live, got out of that space. We began to become active. So, because when you're away from the, the place of the situation, or sometimes just away from your normal environment, it's healthy. It's a good thing because your mind gets away from that. And for me and my family, we are people that like to get in nature. There's something, I don't know what it is. I've talked to other people and there's something really therapeutic about getting in nature, taking a walk, sitting outside. So we live, we butt up to Lake Erie where we live. And so some, there's a lot of parks that literally have a park bench that overlooks Lake Erie and you can feel the water, you can feel the brush of the wind off the water. And sometimes we'll just sit there, not say a word to each other, just sit there. Those are the simple things we've been doing daily, over and over again. Sometimes like today, I had to pull away from the family and say, look, I got to invest in me time. I got to have time for me time. There is no shame for that. There's no shame. I went to Panera, good old Panera. I sat in there for hours and worked on some things that I've wanted to work on that I needed to work on. I allowed them to, because sometimes when we're apart as a family, we're not focusing on that subject that has been at the core of our family the last few months. So the wilderness, it happens. And like I said, we don't schedule for this. Sometimes we know a little bit. Like for this one, we kind of knew in our, in our heart, we knew in our soul that something was changing. We knew at the beginning of the year, something was changing. God said this, look, look, something's changing. We didn't know what it was, but we were, we knew. And because we knew things were changing, that was in our heart. Change is coming. We just didn't know what, we didn't plan for this, but we knew he had our back. We knew that even though we didn't know all the circumstances, we knew he was going to take care of our needs. I, and hear me there, our needs, not our wants, our needs. And so we began to, re, we found that in our, in our spirit, in our, in our character, that our priorities begin to shift a little bit. Instead of wanting certain things that we had on our access prior to this incident, we began to say, you know what, I think we can do more at home. We can, things we, that we normally would want and it would say, sure, without thinking about it. Now, at least for this season, it's okay. No, we're going to have to shift. And that's okay. And it's been okay. We've adjusted actually pretty well. And it's caused us to kind of have more deeper conversations as a family, finding out how each other's doing, but also not staying in that subject. We make sure that we don't dwell on that subject. In fact, it wasn't even us that decided that that would be a good idea. But one of one of our kids said, you know what? I don't want to talk about this anymore. Is there, can we please talk about something else? And we were positive. We were uplifting and speaking out what we felt was going to happen next. We definitely weren't staying negative at all, but it was definitely, I want to pause. I don't want to talk about this. And so we each found that, oh my gosh, we really, we're kind of taxed out in talking about it rehashing it, going over, even if it meant to be constructive, sometimes it's good not to go over that conversation, 
go over that topic. Take a break. And so with the wilderness, it, yes, it's going to happen. But it, I, I don't want you to see it as purely bad. Because the wilderness, especially for believers, it's, it's a season in which we can be refined. Now, I know we can choose to say, this is BS. <laughs> I'm mad. This happened to me. But if you view it as something that's happening for me, our priorities, just like we found very quickly, our priorities begin to shift. We begin to look at things a little bit differently. We begin to value things that we kind of forgot about. And we begin to show gra- gratitude because that became a kind of a coping, but it became coping mechanism, but it became, um, trying to get this out coping mechanism, but then it became a practice. We found that we quickly began to just be grateful rather than complain. Complaining wasn't something that we were seeing because we made it a practice right then. But in the wilderness, we became, we began to see that what was needed for us was provided. It wasn't fun because it wasn't glamorous. But with the wilderness, sometimes it means certain things are taken out because you need to focus less on those things. Maybe it's social. Maybe you're so social on social media with your friends that you forget what you need to really hone in on focus on. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your faith. Maybe it's, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's your finances. But you need to come back and focus on that. Maybe it's your finances have changed. And so you have to adjust a little bit. And you have to hone back in. But for us, it was honing back in on that relationship with him, seeing that he does have all of our needs known and he will take care of them. But it's, it was going back and reflecting on a lot of his promises, not just knowing them, not just being kind of aware of them, but really taking, letting those words come off the page and taking ownership of them. Because there's so many distractions in this world and even some people that look like they have good intentions, don't. And so it, for us, it was kind of bringing back in to, to re, reevaluate things, make goals again, and just see things from a perspective that I think we kind of put away for a little bit. We knew about them. We, we could say we valued them. But really having it, re, uh, having it be a reset is it all over? Oh my gosh. Is it? No, 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 no. But I, I, a few people encouraged me to come back on here, um, which I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that someone really cared to say, go back on there. And I want you to speak to your wilderness because the wilderness refines us, but it also for me, and this is, this is speaking really with transparency, what the wilderness really showed us as a family unit and as individuals within our family. So it wasn't just a family conversation, but really we found that as individuals, we were seeing that our relationship with God was very much get us through the situation. And then once we were through a situation or it was uncomfortable or we needed an answer to a test or um, something good to turn out, then we were kind of done with it. It was kind of a good feeling good kind of relationship, but we only went there when we really needed to, when he calls us to go there and to build in daily, not just when we need it, but daily, daily. And because of that, because of that practice in the last few months, that heavy, heavy practice that started out as, I don't know what to do. We're, we're in a bind here. 
the roots have gone deep so that when the, when the storm comes up again, when the wilderness comes, however you want to describe that, because it's both, <laughs> it is both. You can stand firm. You will be the tree that doesn't move because your roots are so deep and so wide that you can't move. And so I want you, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, what, even if you're not facing anything right now, I want you to look that storm in the face or the preparation of that storm, plant your feet and say, we're not moving until, well, until it's over, until it's called. I don't know. I don't know what you're going through. And I hope that you're not going through, through anything. But if, let's say if you are, no matter how big or how small that is, the truth is it's, it's your wilderness. It's true. It's real. It's your problematic situation. It's your difficult day. It's your difficult situation with your boss. Whatever it is, it's valid. And so I, I kind of encourage you as your, as your friend to plant your feet deep, hold tight to wherever that storm is, grab the hand of your family members and stand firm. Don't waver. And then dig in deep, whether you know the Lord or not, dig in deep and learn about him. And as you do, your roots will go deep so that even if the storm comes and the winds blow hard, like hurricane winds, you're not moving. You will stand steady. I will tell you, you will stand steady because you have established your footing with a firm foundation. I will tell you, this is not Sunday school conversation. This is real. This is real. Now, this is not uh, very formal. I did not rehearse this because I wanted to just be pretty raw because I, I was really struggling just wanting to, to have another podcast until everything was over in this season. But the truth is, I think we need to encourage each other through the season, not just when it's complete. And we're like, that was great. And I learned a lot. That was amazing. Because sometimes we need to continue to encourage each other. We need to challenge each other. We need to teach each other what we have learned. But I think, I don't think we can do it soft anymore. I don't think we can do life. It's just like, let's all, oh, let's hopefully we can get by. You got to just continue to challenge each other, which means sometimes we got to do it together. So hang in there and I'll see you soon.